Welcome, everybody, to the Educators Podcast, where we help awesome educators from all over the world overcome obstacles and focus on learning in their classrooms. I am your host, Mark Clements, and in today's episode, it's a little bit of an um, outtake episode, actually. It's kind of strange. So if you listen to our previous episode with Jason and I, we were talking about the role that awards and awards shows and certificates and things like that play in student learning. And Jason used the phrase, in the real world. Um, and I kind of laughed and snickered, and we, um, you kind of hear him roll his eyes a little bit because he didn't like my reaction to that phrase. And the truth is, it's because I think when we use the phrase, in the real world, we're being very dismissive of the world that students live in. Um, we're showing them that we are very out of touch. Um, we're showing them that their problems are insignificant, and that's obviously not the case. We don't want our students to feel that way. I also think it kind of reeks of um, excuses. It's the same kind of phrasing that we use when we say things like, um, because I said so. It's sort of a, well, in the real world kind of thing. Like it's this trump card that um, somehow automatically wins a conversation where logic doesn't apply. Um, so we talk about it a little bit in this episode as it pertains to things like um, academics and redos and do-overs and a little bit of things in terms of like um, social emotional development and things like that too. So um, thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. You won't hear the normal outro at the end. So um, I just want to go ahead and thank everybody now. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do that at facebook.com slash Edginators. You can find me on Twitter at MarkClementsEDU or at Edginators or using hashtag Edginators. And um, obviously, if you want to shoot me an email, MarkClements at Edginators.com. Be uh, love to hear your thoughts on the show or any of the concepts that we discuss. And obviously, if there's anything that we can do to help make um, Edginators out of you and your faculty and help uh, the students you serve overcome obstacles and focus on learning, uh, we'd be happy to do that too. So thank you so much for listening. Be great today, and we will catch you guys next time. Is that the same? Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. I think it's time to pontificate. I think that my problem with real world is when you say to kids in the real world, you are sending the message that you do not understand the world they are currently in, that the world that they are currently in is not real, that their struggles are not real, that the difficulties that they're facing are not real, and that if they think that life is difficult now, it is only going to get more difficult in the future. When the truth is, is that while adult struggles are in a vacuum more difficult than childhood struggles, like I, I will be the first person to grant you that, adults have far more things at their disposal to help them deal with those problems. You know, and, and it depends on the age of the kid, but, you know, pick your age. It doesn't really matter. Even when you're talking about, you know, late middle school, high school age kids, there are still major, major developments under, going on in the prefrontal cortex in areas of emotional regularity, things like that. And sometimes the kids that, you know, their issues, while they may not be, you know, major issues to us in our real world, um, the truth is, is that because we have years of experience and understanding, you know, just putting things in perspective that, Hey, in the grand scheme of things, this is not a major problem for you. They don't get that. They don't have the, they don't have the brain development yet to understand that. So to trivialize that by saying things like in the real world is it's not helping and it may be hurting. Now I can't, I can't guarantee that it's hurting them, but I definitely don't think it's helping. I've yet to find value in that. So what, because okay so because their world and our world are different they're the same but they're different okay what phrase would you use because you know our school district 
the policy is, okay, if you don't do your homework or if you don't pass a test, you can retake the test so you can pass it. You can, you know, we'll give you more time to turn in this homework. We'll, we'll do everything we can. We'll, we'll wait four weeks. We'll wait two months for you to turn this in so you can get credit for it. That doesn't happen when you're in the workforce. That just doesn't happen. Um, if you're, if you're absent, say 20 times in a semester or whatever, nothing, you know, obviously you have to go to school. You're, you're, you know, you you don't, you, you know, you get a chance to get caught up with everything. Again, that doesn't happen in the workforce. Um, I get what you're saying about the, you know, their brains developing and, you know, the personalities and their, all the social, you know, all that, that kids go through, but none of that, none of that happens when they're in the workforce, when they're adults. So what would you call it? I agree with you that maybe the real world is not the best, um, thing to call it. Um, because of what you said, um, I have, I never really thought of it in that perspective. So that uh, I agree with that, but so what, what would you say? What would you call it? How would you explain that? I, I think the conversation that in, in this context, the conversation that you and I would be having with kids is a totally different conversation. So I don't, I'm not looking for alternative words that I can use okay. to real world because I would never be in this conversation to begin with in this context. Yeah. And, I, and I don't mean that to be condescending or insulting at all. I mean, so let me give you an example. True or false, the real world does not allow redos. Not in every situation. I'm going to have to say false because not in every situation. But there are some situations in which it does. Yeah. Okay. Give me an example. That allows redos. Yeah. Uh, let's say you go to prison and you get back out and start over again. Okay. So, and that is probably, and it's interesting that that's where you went with that because that's probably the most high stakes situation you can possibly think of. Okay. We've committed a crime. Okay, we were convicted of this crime and we went to prison. And now what you're telling me is, is that there is still an opportunity to redo my life here. There is still an opportunity to pick up the pieces, to be rehabilitated. Okay, to now, is it easy? No. Okay, is this, uh, but it can happen. Okay, or at least the opportunities there is what you're telling me. Okay, there are people, there are listeners, by the way, that will totally disagree with that. But I'm just, I'm just like with the notion of the entire like prison system, for example, is flawed and that, you know, you're never going to be able to rehabilitate. But that's a totally different issue. Let's put that to the side for a second. What you're telling me is, is that even if I have committed this, this egregious crime, I can have another opportunity in life, right? Okay, even if I get fired from my job because I don't show up because my job sucks. And I think you and I have both worked jobs before where it's like, hey, I don't want to work that job anymore and I'm just not going to show up. Okay. So the same job. The same job at the same time. Let's not name the employer. <laughs> they have a whole lot more money than us. Yeah. So if we were working at um, some big box, um, big box retailer with all the blue branding and um, rollback prices. So if, if we were working there and we were both contemplating quitting that job because the job was, was awful. Okay. The bottom line is, is that, okay, you quit your job or you got fired from your job. Go find another one, right? There are other opportunities, even if you get fired from it, right? That's examples of the real world allowing redos. Even when, even when in your example, you said, you know, when you work for an employer, you know, you have, you have timelines, you have deadlines. That's correct. And don't get me wrong. There are definitely consequences for your choice. Okay. And I don't think it's fair to teach kids that there are no consequences for your actions. Right. Okay. So 
case in point, okay, you're getting me off on a grading tangent here because in my world, everything comes back to grading. But when you start saying things like, you know, allow, allowing unlimited redos for things, I advocate that. We have a video right now on engineers.com and YouTube advocating for unlimited redos. And the reason why is because your grade book is a report, is an academic report. It's, it's a, it is data reflective of where that child is academically. And if a child does not perform academically, we don't know where they are. Therefore, you know, the, the, the academic data should say level not determined because yeah. we don't know what they know about this subject. They didn't do it. Okay. Now, if you wanted to have a separate report, a behavioral report, for example, a citizenship report, there are middle schools that do this. There's a lot of elementary schools that do this. Okay. It's pretty common at the elementary level. Okay. Or you, there are high schools that do this. Okay. You have X number of missing assignments. You have X number of things that weren't completed on time. The truth is, is that not allowing the unlimited redos, you're attaching an academic consequence to a behavioral problem. Does that make sense? So, so what you're, so if you wanted to attach a behavioral consequence to this, for example, extracurriculars, um, sports, prom, homecoming dances, things like that. Sorry, you can't go. You have missing assignments, whatever. Look, that's a whole different conversation, but I'd rather be having that one than be talking about how we're not allowing academic redos. Does that make sense? Because, you know, by saying we're not going to allow academic redos, now what you're telling me is, I'm quoting Rick Wormley here, is that this paper, this essay, this worksheet, whatever this assignment is, is so important that it is whatever weighted percentage of your grade is so important. And if you don't do it, then, oh, well, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to make you do it. When in reality, if it was so important then I'm going to make you do it. I'm going to haunt your nightmares until you do. You see what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the point of this is it's an academic thing. Okay. I'm not, this is not a, you know, you, my assignment, my social studies class is not a privilege that I've given you because for being in my social studies class, it's a requirement. Sorry, dude. You like, you need to sit down and do this stuff. Does that make sense? So I think that that, and that's why I mean by where I say we're having different conversations is because when you start thinking the, the real world absolutely allows redos. There's a whole list of situations that people love to trot out. Okay. Rick Wormley, Matt Townsley and others, they start talking about things like, um, if you mess up in basic training in the military, they don't say, sorry, you're not fit to be a soldier. Okay. If you know, there are consequences for your actions, don't get me wrong, but it's not the end for you. Um, the bar exam for lawyers, the MCATs for doctors, you can take as many times as you want. Practice exams for teachers. Keep taking it, man. Okay. If you don't pass it the first time, that's okay. You got to pay. Now there's consequences. You got to study again. You got to pay the money again, whatever. Okay. But there are, you're still allowed to retake it. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So, um, another, another educational, um, uh, consultant guru researcher that I, that I like to, um, that I like to quote too, <coughs> talks about how, when he's talking about, uh, redos being allowed in the real world. And he always asks the question, has anybody ever been married, divorced and remarried again? <laughs> The real world allows redos. Okay, it's not a it's not a fair example to say that the real world does not allow redos because it's just wrong. So when you start attaching that to things like looking at the bigger picture, yeah, right. And you know, I, I'm I'm focused on say a, a job or a career. Now, yeah, you get fired from your job, you can get another job, of course. But if you spend you know, five to 10 years working your way up on this job. And then something happens, you do something wrong, you fail, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And you get fired. You're not going to find another job and start up here. Right. You're going to fall back down. There's consequences for the action, but that's not that there's no redo there. 
You see what I'm saying? So there, there is an opportunity to do that again, you know. And personally, I would much rather teach kids rather than saying the real world is hard. It is disastrous. It is impossible. You are screwed if you do not learn how to get this stuff done on time. Oh my good, come on, man! Like take a break. First of all, first of all, and this is this is my real world rant now. And I'm totally in rant mode. Okay, edge of your seat stuff. So when you start talking about that real world. Okay, my first question is, man, if that really is the real world that you live in, where life is just hell, and it is so dark, and it is so impossible, okay, man, we need to get you some help, okay? Because, and, and I'm serious about that. Like, I'm not making fun here, okay? The first thing, you know, the first step in my educator process, okay, is teacher efficacy and self-care. You've got to be able to take care of yourself, okay? And the truth is, is that if that is your worldview, you need to take care of yourself, because the real world is not that dark and miserable of a place. Okay. I happen to like the real world. Okay. Like I, I love my life. I love my job. Okay. However, let's pretend for a minute that the real world is that dark. It is that scary. Okay. It is just absolutely miserable. And it looks like something out of a, some kind of horror movie or something like that. If the real world really is that dark and miserable, do we really want to start teaching that to kids at seven? Eight, 10, 14. Yeah. At what point is it acceptable? Okay. I'm 13 years old. I'm worried about, I'm worried about a, 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 a I'm worried, yeah, I'm worried about a middle school, uh, dance, or I'm worried about, you know, uh, what happened on Fortnite, or I'm, you know, or I'm worried about what somebody said about me on Snapchat. Yeah. And yet our response to this is, Oh my God, the world is miserable. Like wait until you're in a, Oh my goodness. Really? Like that's wow. Like if I'm 13, like, and we wonder why, you know, this as a society, like we have mental health concerns. Well, good gravy, man. Like maybe we, maybe we all just need to like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be like, I'm not Pollyanna, man. You know that about me. Okay. There's nothing, you know, I, but at the same time, like, do we really need to be like that overly negative with everything all the time? Like, do you see what I'm saying? So no, this is my real world rant. Like I, I absolutely find it appalling when people start, you know, threatening kids with use of the real world, threatening them. But I I guess you've heard adults do it. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not accusing you. I'm not right. saying that you do. Okay. But you've heard adults. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. All right. And when I do hear adults like threatening kids with this, to me, that's adult bullying. Like that's okay. like that's you're modeling bullying now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're teaching kids how to be bullies. Um, so you know, I go back to another one of my tried and true edginator phrases that I use all the time: "It's care enough to confront." And I'm just like, you know, like I'm not okay with that. And if adults in my presence and schools that I'm working in or whatever start talking to kids that way, I'm not I, I don't I'm not gonna like have a huge issue with the adult in front of the kid. But later with the adult, I'm gonna have a huge issue. Like that's not okay. You know what I mean? 